Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. I'm sorry, what was your name? J- Jason Shear. You might need to speak up a little. Fine, later. Jason Shear. There we go. <laughs> uh <laughs> We're here to recap Arizona's loss against Mississippi State. But before we do, we have a message from our sponsor. Homefieldapparel.com. Go to homefieldapparel.com and enter the code WILDCATSCOOP23, all caps, one word, to get 15% off your first order. Homefieldapparel.com. They even have Mississippi State gear if you've decided to switch allegiances after tonight. Jeez. As you can tell, Shelby's... Um, I'm pissed. Shelby's pissed. There were multiple people that asked if there was any house damage. There was not any house damage. Shelby was a little surprised because I actually yelled. Jason was a lot more in, early in the animated game. earlier in the game than I was. Um, and then, of then course... Then got real quiet. I drowned my sorrows in a crumble cookie. And, well, uh, we all shared a crumble we cookie. We shared a crumble cookie and tears. Not really. I'm just, I, it's like that same feeling as an Arizona fan. It's like so close, but so far. Too many mistakes. Um, very questionable decision-making by Jaden Delora yet again. And uh, that really cost the game. Now, yet were there some really bad calls because they were Pac-12 refs officiating this game? Of course. And they seem to always go against Arizona. But none of those are excuses. They lost the game because they basically decided not to play well. Live about, honey. You know. Live about. Like every Arizona fan of all time, just being disappointed. It's uh, super great, (laughs) you know? So you almost beat an SEC team, guys. And uh, you decided to have, uh, what, how many interceptions? 50 million? Yeah, it was, it, I think it was actually 49 million. I think I tweeted, I said, maybe Jed Fish should um, have Jaden look at more tape instead of having creative Patrick Mahomes make up my own play call lessons at oh, practice. You were that, that kind of angry tonight. I'm just annoyed. Did you tweet at the Arizona football account? I didn't. I've, I'm Shelby, better now. we have a running joke. So the old SID was named Daniel Burke. Shout out Daniel Burke. Daniel Burke. Right? My guy. And Shelby knew that he was controlling the account. And we were oh, friends. I was brutal. So Shelby I used to tweet so at the football account before she wrote and all that. And like it would get so bad that Daniel would like stand up in the press box and be like, please control your wife. And we would all just start laughing. Yeah. He's like, am I going to have to block her? I go, no, you're too entertained. But Yeah. 
Though I was a little, I don't do that anymore to the Arizona football account because it's, it, who cares? It's not effective anyway. Um, <laughs> it took me all long to figure that out. No, I just get, I just get sassy. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. We're moving forward now. Sometimes like Shelby knows, like I will be okay with a loss. It doesn't bother me. And then I'll wake up the next morning. You'll be pissed. After I've like slept on it and I'll be like, God damn it. I think this is going to be one of those only because you look back and it's literally like, if Arizona hadn't done that, it wins this football game. I think that's the frustration. No one is truly upset that Arizona lost a game on the road to Mississippi State. There were very few people that it's expected that they were to really win this close game. to winning. It was that I watched that game, and I think most people watched that game, and I think you would find very few people that watched that game and said, you know what, Mississippi State's clearly better than Arizona. Yeah. No. And it's like, well, well, and you can tell Mississippi State knows that they were barely better than Arizona. And I want to shout out Zach Arnett. Oh, Zach Arnett's the like Mississippi so State. classy. First of all, he's a classy dude. He's cool. And he really uh, complimented Arizona. And I don't think it's fake with him. Like, he was getting questions. And he'd be like, look, like, you guys, Arizona's a much better football team than it was last year. Like, they are bigger. They made things hard. It wasn't just, like, us not playing that well. Like, they were the reason why we didn't play that well. Yeah, so, so classy, right. stay classy. Not Will Arnett, Zach Arnett. Um, all right, well, we'll start with our regular questions. Whatever. Oh, my God. You just want to talk tonight? No questions? No. We don't have to do questions. What do you make Let's of Jaden Dolores' struggles? No, I like when you flow. We'll get rid of the questions. <laughs> well, Shelby. it's right there. No, 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 no. We're getting rid of the questions. Okay. Folks, we're going no questions. Where I have the questions up, we're going to just shoot back and forth. At the end of the day, Shelby, yeah. Jaden Delora, mm-hmm. uh, he finished, mm-hmm. and this is interesting. So he finished 32 of 46 for 342 yards, two touchdowns, and four picks. And what's crazy is when you look at the comparison of the the stats, right, and you look at what he did and when he did it and all that, in the second half, Jaden Delora Threw for 267 yards on 20 of 29, two touchdowns and one pick. The first half was just a disaster. I should say actually the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Arizona had only 28 yards in the first quarter. Had as many, the only incompletions, Shelby, in the first half, were in the first quarter were interceptions. He was five of eight with three picks. Uh, Yeah, it was... Just uh, Mississippi State had the ball for six minutes longer. I kind of believe this is a comparison, and I want to get your opinion on this because mm-hmm. this is the comparison that's coming up tonight. Okay. And I think it's it's Ryan Peterson brought it up, and someone on the message board brought it up. And as soon as I read it, I got it. Jaden Delora is the Kerr Creesa of Arizona football. Mm. Yes, I, I saw that. I agree with it. I mean, there's the personality, there's the swag, there's the incredible moment and the sometimes the game-saving moment. You're going to get some super awesome moments. Or you're also going to get literally a garbage fire. <laughs> right. Like, and like, like you could literally, it, it's a weird feeling tonight because I could literally say comfortably the top reason Arizona lost was Jaden Dolores' turnovers. The top reason why Arizona had a chance to come back was Jaden Dolores' throws downfield. Like, yeah, it's, it's a real, right? It's like, like very chicken or egg thing. So it's, yeah, and like, the, I, I like, the Kirk Crease is very, you're going to get some crazy good games, 
We're like, this dude is awesome. He's on the right track. And then he's going to turn around and just crap the bed. Like, I have no doubt in my mind, Jaden Delora is going to go ape shit next week against UTEP. Probably. The following week against Stanford, he's also going to go nuts. He's going to have a great game. The week but after when that, it counts. the week after that, oh, it always counts. The week after that, no. he's going to probably show. It, it's just you. Now, when it counts in the big ass moment against USC or against UCLA, when you need to destroy them, in that moment, that's the bad Jaden Delora. And that is the problem. I would be very curious. I'm sure someone's going to ask on Monday if Jed had any thoughts about benching Delora in the first quarter. And I, I bet you that he's going to go on a, he's going to give a resounding no. no. Heck no. And he's going to stand and he's going to defend Jaden Delora. Jaden Delora, in my opinion, I would be very, very surprised. And I've said this before. I don't think, unless it's like insane, like if he throws four picks next game, whatever, that if you look at, at Jed Fish's system, his quarterbacks have thrown a lot of interceptions. In the NFL, in the college, but like it's just it's a, it's a different type of system. Obviously, you don't want to throw interceptions, but I just he doesn't strike me as a guy that thought even for a half a second of benching Delora tonight. Jed stands Jade and Delora so hard that he will literally stand on the deck playing the music as the ship goes down. He's like that hardcore. It feels like with Jaden. He does that with a lot, but like Mike made the point that it's an offensive starter thing. Like he doesn't rotate receivers. His running backs are his running backs. And tonight, uh, you know, he, it, it was Michael Wiley. It was a weird game with running. Uh, Mississippi State sold out the run completely. Like just completely sold out against the run and said, you're going to do. And like the offense worked in the second half, like I mentioned, right? And it was very obvious what was happening is that Delora all of a sudden, magically, became patient, was hitting cowing underneath, was hitting guys, you know, short passes, was hitting the running backs. Michael Wiley had eight receptions. More tight ends are needed. Right. You get, and then it starts to open up. And before you know it, they're dropping into zone. And there's Tanner, four catches for 47 yards. And, um, you know, when it was working, it was patient. And Mississippi State basically went into this game saying, we think Jaden will make, and it was a good strategy, we think Jaden will make mistakes against our zone. But the one thing we're not allowing Arizona to do is run the ball. And Michael Wiley finished with 11 carries for 33 yards. Speedy Luke, two carries for 11 yards. Jonah had two for one and DJ one for negative one. That's uh, a good strategy. Jaden had 44 yards rushing because you say to yourself, and, and Arnett wasn't happy about it, but... Look, if the quarterback is leading rusher with 44 yards, you're you're doing something right against the run. Right. Well, I also question, on occasion, Jed Fish's play calling. Like, it's just odd. And I don't understand when something doesn't work. Like, in the first quarter, they when they were trying to establish the run, he ran, like, the same play three times, and they got just turned off immediately. It's like, why are we doing this? over and over again and then we start going into the run game in the first half or the running the throwing game the first half and none of that was working very well either there was times when Jaden was so like why is there no adjustments happening there are two plays that bother me I'm, I, I know some people cabbie are but cabbie's pissed at the play calling there's two plays that stick out that I didn't like I show you got to give some credit to the defense if something, oh no I know if something doesn't work it, it's not necessarily play call but there were absolutely two play calls I didn't like the first one is the double pass on third and that five. That was weird. Didn't like it. You only have five yards to go. You're moving the ball at a decent clip. There's no reason to do that. It just it felt like the timing was bad. 
The other one was at the end of the game when Arizona had two yards to go and Jaden Delora ran a sneak. Uh, that made no sense. Give it a Wiley, you know, run a screen. It, it, it just, it, that play to me uh, made very little sense because even Jed said after the game, had we gotten a yard and even if we were short, he implied they would have gone for it on fourth and one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they lost a yard. Well, it was, a, it was a QB sneak against a very big defensive line. So those were the two that really, to me, stuck out as calls that I said, you know what, I, I don't really get it. Um, usually there's multiple calls a game that I don't really get, but those two are kind of kind of stick with me a little bit. Well, the one thing I think that ha- obviously kept Jaden moving tonight was the offensive line. Like, they protected him. They gave him room to breathe, gave him enough time to make good decisions and not good decisions. Uh, you could definitely tell they're, they're very effective. Yeah, I mean, and, and here's the thing. I think people got to remember, like, this is the second game now. Arizona, freshman or not, Raymond Polito was a starter. Yep. So Arizona was a and, and what they did is they took Jonah, they moved him back to his original position, and they started Joe Borjan. And I got to see the the grades, you know, the PFF grades and all that. But, look, the run protection wasn't great. But, again, a lot of that was Mississippi State completely selling out. Um, but Mississippi State only had one sack. And, you know, they had nine tackles for loss. But uh, – some of those were in run. Obviously, that's too many. They blitz quite a bit. But to me, the, the pass blocking was fine because multiple passes from Jaden Delora were just him running, getting the blocks, and throwing downfield. The one block that stuck out, stuck out, that stuck out was that Jordan Morgan block. It was amazing. Um, that's, that's an NFL block. But the offensive pass coverage, you know, pass pro to me, what was fine. And, you know, that, that – this is now the second game of the season. Like, that's, I don't want to say it's a makeshift line, but, like, Borjan's not supposed to be starting. Jonah is playing a different position. He's played it before, but it's still a different position this season. You're still missing a starter. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, again, I have to see the play chart, the, the snap count of who was available and who's not. But, you know, it, 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 I, it was fine. Like, it, and again, I am absolutely convinced. I'm not going to sit here and tell people Mississippi State is an awesome team. Their offense has a lot of stuff to work on. Uh, their defense is very good. Their defense is very good. It's just, and I and I know Arizona, Pat, you know, wound up getting 431 yards, but it's a good defense, right? You can just tell what a good defense looks like, and, and, and this is it. So, and they had some injury issues late on that side of the ball, too. And then, you know, we talk about offense, and look, you, it's not easy, you know, to, to lose guys. And, you know, you look at the offense, and, there, there's there's clear positives. You put up 430 points. You know, Jaden's not a positive. The running game's not a positive. Um, but there are two two receiving issues to me tonight. Uh, number one is you want you want the good or the bad first. Mm, bad. Uh, I thought this is one of Jacob Cowing's worst games. It was not good. Um, I know he scored, and that was a great play. Um, but, you know, I, a play that I mentioned the message board we're not talking about is, and, and I have to ask Chad if, whose fault that was, but that out route in overtime. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast arizona doesn't need a 10-yard run if that pass is complete jacob cowing was wide open the throw looked good enough was it a great throw no was it good enough absolutely the rule is if it can hit you in the hands your wide receiver, you should catch it. Um, seven catches on 12 targets. That's not like him. Only 25 yards after the catch. That's not like him. It, it just was one of those games where Mississippi State chose to be physical. Cowling's not a very big guy, and it looks like he struggled with it. Meanwhile, T-Mac, Mississippi State, tried to be physical, and he laughed at them. I mean, he had eight catches for 161 yards and a touchdown. He should have had 200 yards had he not stepped out of bounds. But this is, again, like the Arizona that we talk about. It's just everything Arizona does <laughs> like, is ridiculous. If he doesn't step out of bounds, Arizona probably wins that game and he stepped out of bounds. And uh, he could run that route and make that catch 100 times <laughs> and never step out of bounds. And by the way, that's our dogs barking at a dog on television. Our black dog, Cora, uh, will literally start like trying to scratch the TV. And if she sees a dog, she'll run behind the TV thinking that it's like poking its head out. But anyway. Uh, Apologies for the interruption. Yeah, I mean, T-Mac is just a beast. Wiley, again, didn't get in the running games, but did the passing game, eight catches for 64. Tanner McLaughlin actually thought should have been targeted more. Um, that pick was interesting because at first I thought he should have stepped up. But then he realized that T-Mac was right in front of him. And according to Jed... T-Mac was supposed to motion. That motion would have brought one of the safeties or corners across, and T-Mac would have been open. So that was a miscommunication either on T-Mac or Jaden. I, I believe Jaden is responsible for motioning him. So, Isn't this the second game where there's been kind of a weird yeah, there was miscommunication a, well, with Jaden? T-Mac ran the wrong route. T-Mac ran the wrong route the this first This one game. I think was on Jaden if okay. he's responsible. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought Montana was fine, three targets, but – uh, I thought Cowing played one of his the, the worst games that I've seen him play. What's the good? T Mac. Just T Mac. Okay. And Tanner. I thought Tanner was fine. I would have liked to see against the zone the three three five. I would have liked to see him targeted more. Yeah, he should be. He's and then the O line really was good. good, obviously. You kind of you kind of downplayed the good. 
a little bit there, but okay. Well, I mean, I don't want to get on your bad side. Whatever. I'm just, I'm just pouting. You can pout, Shelby, <sighs> but there is one thing that I don't think we should pout about. I don't think we can pout about Arizona's defense. Yeah. Because they basically kept Arizona in the game, and they played a lot of minutes, too. You know, it goes back to the question. Remember, I, I said I was, on, I was on Mississippi Radio, and they asked me a question that I hadn't thought about, and they said, are you more concerned with Arizona's offense against Mississippi State's defense or the defense against Mississippi State's offense? And normally, in, if you're an Arizona fan... You, you would say, say, I'm very clearly concerned by the defense. The defense was not the issue, and this was not fake. Now, I do want to say, I have no idea what Mississippi State is doing on offense. No, they're all over the place. It is a very bland and boring offense. I said, you know what? Mike Wright is going to get some major looks. They saved him. He never threw the ball. He had one run for minus three yards. Uh, their running was straightforward. Griffin uh, is a... Speed Demon, Xavier Thomas was a non-issue. Uh, Justin Robinson was a, a non-factor. Uh, really, it, it's a bland offense. With that being said, it is still a very big physical offensive line, double tight end sets and all that. Arizona held Mississippi State to 307 yards. The 31 points are fake because the average starting position was probably like Arizona's four-yard line. With Jaden Delora like it was. Uh, I know there's a way that I could look this up. Um, you know, because that's what I do. But, uh, yeah, so the spot, right? Mississippi State spots. Uh, the Arizona 46, the Arizona 23, their own 23, their own 30, the 43, 39-23, right? No, I'm sorry, that's when they ended. So the drive, they, they started uh, on the 50. On the 48, on the 41, on the Arizona 30. Like, if you're starting at the 40-yard line, um, yeah, so their average start was on their own 43. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Right? Arizona's average start was on their own 27. So, I mean, it's, you know, Arizona had four 70-yard drives. Mississippi State had one. Right, like the the field position is a is a legit thing, and uh, it just felt like like what is the defense supposed to do in the second half, Shelby? Mm-hmm. In a Mississippi State averaged one point nine yards a carry, fifteen what? carries for twenty nine yards, and that's only with one sack. Like it was legit. You are not. Right, it's seven for nine passing for one seventeen. Obviously, not great, but uh, Mississippi State only got off twenty four plays in the entire second half. Arizona got off forty. We talked about this last week, but Arizona wound up run, uh, running seventy two plays um, compared to fifty three last week. Remember that was kind of the that was very low. Right, so they ran seventy two. Mississippi State only ran fifty six. Um, but the reason they ran fifty six isn't because they were scoring all the time like Arizona against NAU. It was because. The defense. The, de- the defense and the, the field position. So this felt real. This didn't feel like, like I know Arizona had some good defensive performances at times last season. That felt kind of fluky at the time. This felt like, you know what, Arizona's defense, while I'm not ready to say they're good, they're certainly not awful. Okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty fair praise. But again, like, and I, and I realize like, 
there's going to be some very high-powered offenses. Mississippi State is not one of them. So you're curious how they do against these. I'm going to throw it all over the field, but they got pass rush. They stopped the run. I mean, these are things that, remember, Arizona was one of the worst defenses in the country. And all offseason we said, um, you know, it, it just has to be average. And, and I think it's, it's going to be it's average. getting there. Okay. Well, uh, I guess then what are you actually concerned about with the defense? Like, were, were there anything, anything that you saw that is concerning? Yeah, so the biggest concern right now is actually the health of the defense. Uh, Martel Irby left the game. Uh, you know, if Stukes can't go against UTEP, all of a sudden you're down. DJ Warnell looked pretty good in the star position. He was the third one up um, ahead of Gavin Hunter. The one biggest issue Arizona's defense has right now is that safety. I think Dalton Johnson has played admirably. I don't really have a big problem with him. Uh, the very obvious problem is your boy. Is my boy Gunnar Maldonado. He sits out the entire first half. He goes in to start the second half, and within, like, it felt like seconds, he blows the coverage, he bites on the read, it creates confusion, Mississippi State scores. And then he missed a very clear tackle, I think, early in the fourth quarter. Um, Arizona, Genesis Smith played a little bit, but, like, to me, this feels like a Jacob Manu situation. Play Genesis. Let him grow. UTEP sucks, right? Arizona's going to kill UTEP. Just going to say now, if they don't, we're not going to do a podcast. I watched UTEP lose by five touchdowns to Northwestern today. They're bad. Uh, Their quarterback is terrible. Let Genesis Smith play more than usual next week to get him ready because Gunner's just not it. And I know I told the message board I would ask, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to give him one more a week. I want to see how they handle the Gunner situation when he comes back. And, they didn't handle it well. They just put him right in the game. Um, again, I, it was a weird combo, too. Like, it was it was a strange combo with Gunner. Um, I, I don't get it. I'm not sure either, guys, that that's Nansen's decision. I mean, if Dwayne Aquina goes to Johnny Nansen and, and says, look, uh, I want Gunner Maldonado to play, I doubt Nansen's going to be like, no. You know, it's Aquina's telling you that. So that, to me, is a big – Arizona's got to figure out with these run-and-gun run teams in the Pac-12 – um, Arizona very clearly needs to find out the issue at safety if it could be fixed. Yeah, isn't there always an issue at safety? Yeah, and like to me, like what what you do is like Every year. you say, look, I'm gonna play the guy that athletically gives me a shot. He may not get every like okay. One. So here's a good example, right? Yeah. Tonight was a night you knew Mississippi State was straight ahead, right? Yeah. And who have we talked about that we would play if another team was straight ahead? Oh, yeah, um, our, our really good friend, Justin Flo. And what happened tonight? He basically annihilated he people. He was awesome. He was amazing. Danny Humili didn't do anything because he didn't have to drop in the coverage very much, which is his strength. He had that horrible missed tackle in overtime. Yep. And Flo was all over the place. To me, going back to what we talked about, Justin Flo starts the next game. He should. He I earned asked, it. He's earned it. Start him next game. See what happens, right? Jenna, and, and, and the reason is, like, Justin Flo may not be able to read coverage, but he is a freak athlete. And he's going to and he, work. And, and when you go straight ahead, he knows what he's doing. Genesis Smith may get lost a little bit in translation with certain things. But athletically, he's the guy at safety. He is the best athlete at safety. He may be a little underweight because he's a freshman. 
He may be learning, but he is your safety after this year for the next three years. Why not just make it Give four? him some time. Similar to Jacob Manu. He's undersized. He's going to get beat sometimes. But Jacob Manu has played relatively well in the first two games this season. And now he's a leader of your defense. Wow. Arizona should hire you and or listen to you more, Jason Shear. Um, all right. Well, any final thoughts from this evening? Mr. Didn't pick Arizona to win the game. I just want to point out, I picked 31 to 21. Yeah. That's pretty damn close. It was pretty 31 damn to close. 24. That was really close. Uh, I, I get, I said this on Twitter and I got attacked. I'm, that, that's the worst app ever invented. Or X, whatever you want to call it. It's horrible. You can't even have an opinion. But I, I understand the being upset at a loss. And I understand the not wanting moral victories because of where Kevin Sumlin had this program. And even the first year, uh, Jetfish, how bad that was. I get it. But this feels different. Like, Arizona should have won that game. And I also get the side that you're coming where you're sick of the Arizona should have. Just go out and win the damn football game. Yeah. <laughs> and these next two games are very important. UTEP, Stanford, Arizona needs to win against the teams on its schedule that it should win against because the Pac-12 is obviously better than we thought it would be. There's obviously also some bottom-feeding teams. Stanford looks like one of them. At the time of this recording, they're down 87 to negative 4 against USC. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, so I, I would have loved, obviously, Arizona should have won this game in my opinion, but it's not an indication that Arizona is not a good team or anything like that. It just always is frustrating because with Jed, when you see these, like, flashes of better you know and you're like oh, okay i can see that there's improvement it's like it feels like they're on the cusp and we're just constantly on the cusp of getting over this hump or you know like this gypsy curse that they're under or whatever and then you know well i always say like the difference between a bad team an average team and a good team are like the, the small plays the bad teams you don't get any of them none you just don't know how to win the average teams, you get a little bit more, but not, you know. And the good teams, if you watch the best teams in the country, those plays go their way. And they're consistent. All the time. And, and right now, Arizona's trying to find that next level. Yep. Well, <sighs> we're just going to regroup, get ready for the next one. Ideally, another home win against UTEP. That'll be fun. And uh, I think my dad's coming for that one. I will say that I was very impressed with Jed because he never implicates or implies that they want to beat the crap out of a team or their whatever. And he said, we were very frustrated. Something to that effect. I guess we'll have to take it out on UTEP next weekend. Yeah. He's very frustrated. So, and that is not a, that's not comment. something he would normally He's probably say. regretting that already, but it yeah, was awesome. he's so nice. I, I loved it. It's a, you know, a little cutthroat, put a little bit in there, but they are, they're going to beat the absolute living crap out of UTEP next weekend. It might be hard to be in the press box. Then I have to bored. have to be uh, no cheering again. I will say for anyone who thinks that Jason is super calm and rational, like you hear him on these podcasts all the time, he literally launched off the couch a couple of times. It scared me and the girls. We were just, we jumped because. And then Cora goes to bite me. And then our dog, our little dog, always gets nervous because she's, she's fast a rescue. Asleep. She's fast asleep right next to me, but she's a rescue and she clearly has issues with men. And then and she's just uh, like trying to yeah. bite his heels and he's screaming and it's just chaos. And then, you know. The inevitable happens. Whatever, Shelby. Bear down. Bear down.
I will say, Shelby, we've come a long way. When Arizona used to lose, uh, you blamed me like I was the head coach. I did. And you, then I realized that you have limited power. She literally would start screaming at me after losses. That's because you used to be a lot more emphatic. Like with Stoops, that game, you insisted that Arizona was going to win that game. Whatever. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.